Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Soul Flow Podcast. I'm your host, Jason. Today, um, I want to talk about a lot of things, so we'll just, like always, see where it goes. I have a little bit of a starting point, and we'll see where it takes us. So, I've noticed a lot of growth and understanding in myself in uh, my subconscious things I'm holding on to um, based on my experiences in life that then created, I guess, part of my personality. Um, You know, the traumas and um, experiences in my life that have developed different personality traits in order for me to feel like I needed to survive or things that I thought I needed to do in order to survive. And like I've said before, you know, our personality is kind of based on two things on how, how to receive love or how we think we can receive love based on our experiences and then how to avoid pain. Right. So I'm very sarcastic. I joke a lot. Um, to me, that's a way of avoid, avoiding pain. One, because people don't usually hurt people that make them laugh. Even if you're mean. If you're a mean person, but I make you laugh, you're probably going to be nicer to me. And two, um, my humor is sarcasm. And with that sarcasm, I can say truths, but in a joking way, so that It's not me telling you the truth. It's me joking about it to the point where you're not sure if I'm just joking or telling the truth, right? So I can call you an asshole in a joking way when I really do feel like you're an asshole um, without actually just straight up calling you an asshole, which would then cause conflict, right? I I don't think I have to explain sarcasm too much, but, or, you know, it's like a passive aggressive thing that I have um, developed. Um, So... These are part of my personality traits, but it's part of my humor. It's, 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 it's what makes me laugh. So it's not something that I won't necessarily want to get rid of, but it's like, I want to understand and use it properly so that when I am trying to speak truth, I can speak my truth and not come at, come at it in a joking way. Right. But that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about something and it's, it's probably going to be kind of a sensitive subject for some people. Um, it's based on recent events, but that's what I'm trying to do, right? I'm trying to look at things in a different perspective. Um, it's one of my favorite games to play is playing devil's advocate. And the only reason I do it is because I actually, at first, I don't know why I did it, but it's, it's a way of challenging your point of view, your belief, the things you think, you know challenge them because the things that you think are truth if you can challenge them question them maybe come to a realization that they may be a little bit off or completely off or whatever um there's learning and growth in that and the best way to do that is to to look at it from a different perspective so um how do I approach this gently? So let's start with just fighting things. We're going to go there. Um, for example, the war on drugs. 
um, the war on, I don't know, the war on wars, um, does, does fighting work? Does, does being put into a battle or in conflict actually ever resolve anything? Because if it does, then why have we been doing it for thousands of years? At some point, don't you think there would have been some resolution? And sure, I think, you know, we could try to justify that by saying like, oh, because of this war, this got better. Or because of this, that got better. But did it? But did it? Um, even with rate, uh, of course, even with racism and slavery, um, fighting that, it still exists. I remember growing up, and I'm, I'm not really dating myself too much, but Rodney King, can't we all just get along? That was what I grew up seeing. Since then, how many times has shit like that happened, or even worse? Um, and protesting, it just doesn't seem to resolve anything. And maybe we're ma maybe we're making baby steps, but I don't think that's actually working. Um, so I'm going to take it a, <clears throat> a couple different ways at the same time. So the most recent one is, which is just a reoccurring thing that keeps coming back up, guns, gun laws. Um, some people think that everyone should have a right to guns. Other people think that guns should be completely taken away because that's the only way to stop gun violence. Yes, it. if, if there were a way to snap my fingers and magically remove every single gun on earth and every single possibility of manufacturing a gun or bullet on earth, um, then yes, there would be no gun violence, no gun violence. That doesn't mean there wouldn't be less violence. Um, the people that are violent, um, the gun is just the tool. So if there are a thousand, if let's just use simple numbers. If there are a thousand people on earth, I know there's more than that, that have violent tendencies, removing guns is not removing their tendencies. They're still going to be violent. And yes, you can try to justify it by saying, oh, but they won't be as violent because they'll only use a knife. But th their violence, their rage is pulling them to the point of murder. Then that's what they're going to get to one way or the other. As human beings, we find a way. So whether that's manufacturing something, using explosives, you know, they may find a different way to make it more extreme than guns if they're, if they're restricted from that. So removing guns isn't the answer and adding more guns to fight the guns isn't the answer either. There's, I saw, I saw this explanation of guy walks into a bank with a gun and says, everybody put their hands up. Everyone puts their hands up, right? It's a power thing. That's what they're explaining. Now guy walks into a bank in a state where open carry and there's 50, I've never been in a bank with 50 people. I've never, um, maybe in big places like cities, um, in small towns, when I walk into a bank, besides the people working there, there's usually like one or two people. Um, if it's payday, maybe 10, maybe, 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 
Um, so this is just my personal experience. I'm sure like inner city banks are, you know, like, or not inner, just in a city, the banks there are probably more populated, but from a suburb where I think it would be actually more likely for a bank to be robbed because it's easier. Duh. Um, there's less people. So anyway, so this guy says like guy walks into a bank, 50 people don't put their hands up because they all have guns. They pull their guns out. Right. And sure. Maybe no one gets hurt. Maybe, maybe I doubt that though. Like I just can't see, I see a scenario where guy pulls, you know, guy walks into a bank, everyone hands up. One of those 50 people that has a gun isn't just going to point it. They're going to shoot it because they don't want to die. They don't want to take that chance that this guy isn't just going to open fire on everybody when he sees a bunch of guns because he's got nothing to lose at this point. Right. You don't know the mental state of people with a gun. Um, so sure, there may be scenarios where the guy says, oh, shit. All right. Never mind. I'm done. You guys won. I'll go to jail freely without a fight yes that is possible it's still creating violence someone's still going to die and although we can agree or disagree about this nobody deserves to die no one deserves to have to take a life um sure you can call it justice but a life is a life and they're all important, even the people with violent tendencies. So, killing is still going to happen. So my point to all this is that it's the same thing with trying to fight an emotion. Um, the more, and I, I've learned this through many spiritual experiences, if you're feeling anxiety, and you're trying to fight it, you're trying to combat it, it just gets worse. It doesn't go away. You may be able to suppress it, but when it comes back, it comes back with a vengeance. It's the same thing with people. So if you suppress that anger, you suppress that violence, it's just going to fester up and come back with a vengeance. Sure, we can lock people up. It's not going to change anything. My point to all this is that the problem or the resolution in my eyes is to understand why people are violent. Um, we, we, can, we can blame it on chemical imbalances or some people are just born that way, which I think is bullshit. Um, not that chemical imbalances don't exist. I don't think anyone is ever born with violent tendencies. Um, unless that's just the way uh, they they decided to come into this earth, but I I don't I don't know I've I've never seen a scenario of a baby that is just straight up violent or angry, but if they are, it's because something happened in utero. Children take on their parents' energy, so if they were conceived and then within those nine months there was a lot of violence and anger and hatred and negative energies then when they're born that's what's coming up so the root of the issue is finding ways to change a child's experience 
children that live happy, fulfilled lives without lack are less likely to be violent. Happy people don't become violent people unless they're defending themselves from violent people. So as long as all we're doing is fighting things on the surface, those underlying factors that are causing it are still coming up. And every person that we stop doesn't change it because there's more that are coming from it. So it's about finding ways to get through it with love and compassion and and sure, this may be the perfect world utopian idea of how to do it, but it is, in my eyes, the way to do it. In a perfect world or not. But is that not the point of what we're doing is to try to develop a perfect world? Not to just slap band-aids on for quick fixes that we think will work, but they're not working because they keep happening and as technology starts to advance quicker and quicker, are we going to keep up with the new inventive ways that people are going to find to cause harm to people? Especially when we're attached so much to technology these days and rely on it so much. So I say all that because I really don't even want to focus on the violence part. I want to focus on the anxiety part. So when you are dealing with emotional issues, fighting them is never going to stop them. You have to understand them. You have to love them. You have to be compassionate for them. Um, hear their side of the story. Understand why they're coming up in the first place. Where is this anxiety coming from? What like to me, anxiety always comes from like anticipation of something, right? Anxiety is like a worry of some future event. So maybe you don't notice or realize it, but it's usually about either something that's coming up that day in anticipation of something you're getting ready to do or someone you're going to see or some experience that you're going to have that you're aware of that can cause anxiety. So for me, like I had a social anxiety. So the days that I had to go into social environments, um, I would get anxious like way before, not even just on my way there, maybe hours before I even left. Maybe I'd procrastinate on taking a shower because to me, taking a shower meant I was getting ready to go and I wasn't ready to go because I didn't want to go because interacting with people was scary to me because I didn't know how to be myself. I didn't know how to be comfortable in my, with myself and be my true self. So I had to, it was almost like, I say like, I used to be like a chameleon and I, I still may be, I'm, I'm not saying that's completely gone, but I would adapt to my environment and be the type of person I needed to be in that environment. Instead of just being who I wanted to be in that moment, or instead of just being my true self. So if I had to be fake towards certain people, then I, I would. If I had to, you know, be a certain way, if I had to drink, then I would. And, and I would conform to the groups in order to fit in so that I felt comfortable instead of feeling like I stood out or wasn't accepted. So that gave me a lot of anxiety because it's like I didn't know what mask I had to put on today. 
and I wouldn't know until I got there. And then it's like, do I want to put that mask on? Do I have to put that mask on? How long do I have to wear this mask? These are things that caused my anxiety. And it's like, the more I understand that, then it's just like, when my anxiety comes up, it's like, oh, I'm anxious because of this. And it's like, you know what? I'm deciding in this moment how I'm going to be. And if people don't like it, cool, I'll leave, which is okay for me, right? That means I don't have to deal with it. So it's like, I'm going to be my true self. I'm not going to be an asshole just so I can leave, but I'm going to be true to myself. I'm going to do what makes me feel good, what makes me feel comfortable, makes me feel right. And if others don't accept that, that's their prerogative. I'll leave. And I find I find power in that and that but that anxiety kind of gives me that warning sign. Hey, you're worried about something. What's going on? Right. Depression. I would say, I mean, and these aren't full truth, right? Anxiety can come from many different ways. This is the primary way that I find that I experience it. Depression to me, it's more about focusing on the past. So I'm depressed because I didn't do enough yesterday or this isn't going right, which is a past event, right? And it, it can even carry into a future event. But like, if you're worried about being broke, right? Like you're currently broke or you're, you spent too much money in the past, right? Whether it's an hour or a week or whatever. And so that's depressing you. And so finding ways to get yourself out of that depression. What can I do to, re- to, to make my situation better? What, if I can't accepting it and moving forward with what brings me joy. So finding ways to do that. This, this life experience is very interesting because I play a lot of video games and it reminds me a lot of video games. Um, even in the, the magic that happens in life. Um, it's what sometimes makes it feel like it's a video game because these seemingly unexpected things can happen in life. Um, when you do things a certain way and I guess I'm, I'm saying like, uh, when it comes to like manifesting things, it seems like, you know, when you're in that positive state of mind, all of a sudden these like, these opportunities or these amazing experiences just magically come into your life. But it's because you were a certain way, right? And the same thing in video games, you know, like if, if you follow certain paths in video games, you're rewarded for it. And if you follow other paths, then you suffer and it, and it, and it's the same thing in life. And whether video games have been created as a reflection of life or the reverse really doesn't matter. So, I mean, people say the game of life. So just know that like, this is a game, but it's not a game in the fact that don't take it serious. Um, It's the, it's the current game that we're playing. And when it ends, we're some of us think we know or believe, which is a doubt, believe we're going somewhere else or there's some other transition. But 
we're we're not a hundred percent sure as far as I'm concerned. I don't I I I'll say this real quick because I don't want to get into life and death right on this episode, but I know there's something else outside of life. And I don't know how it works. And I don't know if we go there immediately after we die or if we go there at all after we die or if there's a before and there is no after. Um, so I know there's something else, but all I know is, is that this is what we're in right now. A lot of spiritual people talk about we chose to be here. We chose to be here. Then that means we need to be here. With we need to tie in the spiritual aspects and the physical aspects because we chose to have this spirit, this physical experience. Which means there must be meaning to it. And I think there's a lot of meaning to it. If 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 you've ever had any type of loving, amazing experience in your life, even for a moment, then there's definitely meaning to this physical life. And so to me, it's about getting the most out of it and making the best of it, making making yourself the best version of yourself and, and hopefully like inspiring and bringing up others around you. So be gentle on yourself, though. Don't be hard on yourself. When you find the faults in yourself, know that they're only faults because you want yourself to be a different way. And if you want yourself to be a different way, then decide to be a different way and work through how to do that. Don't be like, damn it. Why are you this way? Why are you so anxious? Why are you so nervous? Why don't you have confidence? Why aren't you exercising enough? Why don't you eat healthy? Although asking those questions can help get some understanding, but don't be hard on yourself for not being perfect. We are our biggest critics. And I said this the other day, and I've probably said this several times. The reason we're our biggest critics is because nobody knows. So in my case, nobody knows me better than me. I'm the only one that has been there the entire time through every moment. Nobody has. My parents haven't. Nobody. Nobody has been there to experience every single moment of my life but me. So... Based on the fact that I've been in every single moment with this human, I judge it based on my expectations of it. I'm reflecting on all the experiences and I feel like he should be in a certain place. And if he's not exactly where I think he should be, I'm disappointed in him. I'm hard on him. I expect more of him. The reason why we expect more of ourselves is because we know we are fucking awesome. We know we are amazing. We know we are these beautiful souls. But don't be hard on yourself for it. Because you also need to understand that you are where you are for a reason. And it's pushing you to a better place. Learn from it. But enjoy it. Find a balance between learning, growing, and loving, and enjoying. Find the balance. Find a way to love the growing experiences. When you can, when you can get to a point where a difficult situation comes in and all you see is an opportunity for growth and love, that's when the magic really starts to happen. Oh, when you can just have this difficult person deal with you and you're like, hmm, thank you for coming into my existence so that we can figure this out. 
in the most loving, compassionate way possible so that I can get something out of it, you can get something out of it so that we both walk away feeling loved. Like, that's exciting. I remember at my last job, I used to say that people come to me, Jason, we got a problem. I'm like, nah, we don't have a problem. We have a challenge and we're going to solve it. We're going to figure out a way um, to fix that problem. And not only that, prevent it from coming back again. How, how do we how do we resolve this problem for this customer? And then how do we prevent it from happening in the future? Does there need to be more communication? Do we need to put new steps in place? Is this going to be a reoccurring theme? Or do we just need to create a simple resolution so that next time it comes up, bam, we have it written down. Anyone can use it and we can get through this. Same thing with life. So look for those opportunities, not obstacles. They're opportunities, opportunities for growth, opportunities for understanding, opportunities for love and be in them. And like I said before, and I'm saying this because I need to hear it too. be gentle on yourself. Don't be hard on yourself. If you have a slow day and you don't do shit honor that know that for some reason you just physically or mentally were not capable of doing anything but what you did and you needed that rest day or a week or a month depending on how old you are you've probably been at life most of your time most of your life and so we probably need more breaks than we think we do and breaks are okay you need a rest. You're, you're probably physically and mentally exhausted. And being mentally exhausted is way worse than being physically exhausted. Because mentally exhausted can actually affect the physical as well. So give your mind a rest. Give your body a rest. Give your soul a rest. And know that all you're doing is allowing yourself to strengthen up a little bit so that you can take care of what needs to be taken care of. I love all of you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support. Thank you for being you the beautiful being that you are in this moment. Thank you for being open to this conversation. Thanks for your love. I hope you have a wonderful, beautiful day. Peace.